Owens Corning Roofing, the number one most trusted and recognized brand in the industry. Put the power of pink to work for you. Welcome to Episode 1, Stories of an Extraordinary Industry, presented by NRCA. I am your host today, Jared Ribble. From the manufacturers to the roof installer and everyone in between, the roofing industry is made up of tremendously talented people. And this is a place where we tell their stories. I hope you learn from them and are inspired to also do great things in the roofing industry. Because this is our first episode, let me introduce you to the man who came up with the idea for this podcast and let him share with you his vision for it. Hi, my name is Reed Ribble and I'm the CEO of the National Roofing Contractors Association. Many of you know it as NRCA. And I want to introduce you to a brand new offering that we have. It's a podcast series called Stories of an Extraordinary Industry. I spent 30 years as a professional roofing contractor and a member of NRCA. During that course of time, I met incredible people with so many stories. Stories of success and failure. Stories of extreme generosity. Stories of family, of hope and joy, even some stories of grief. Stories that in and of themselves are at their very heartbeat human stories. Today we are offering our inaugural story, and it's an extraordinary story of the roofing industry. Enjoy. On the podcast today, we tell the story of a young man from Deer Park, Ohio, a suburb of Cincinnati. He enjoyed doing small-scale construction projects with his dad growing up, but those would be just fond memories as he went off to college. This is the story of an unusual journey which, spoiler alert, leads to the start of a roofing company. He wanted to run his business better, so he joined the National Roofing Contractors Association, where he asked the right questions and challenged the status quo, which put him on a path to becoming the chairman of the association. This is the story of Nick Sabino. I played golf in high school. Played golf for two years in college, um, but I realized I wasn't going to be Jack Nicholas. Actually, I, I wasn't even really that good in uh, in college, but uh, I enjoyed playing golf and and uh, especially playing in scrambles and team environment was always always good and a lot of fun. I still look forward to playing in scrambles. Golf is a solo game. Scrambles are a way to play golf as a team. Nick prefers to work in teams. I'm as competitive as they come. I, I can't stand to fail. It really drives me, the competitive nature of business, the competitive nature of roofing, competing, uh, working in a team environment, uh, bringing people together and not dividing people. I think that's the, that's the goal. There it is again, thriving in a team environment. Nick goes off to college in Cincinnati, just up the street where he grew up. I went to Xavier University. I was math major and um, I was gonna be an actuary. I went down that path and it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out, and for good reasons. An actuary works in insurance measuring risk. Sitting in an office alone, poring over statistics, that is a solo sport, that is golf. But remember, the scramble is what Nick enjoys best. Of course being an actuary just didn't work out. I had a friend, um, he worked at Western Southern Life Insurance, and, uh, and he took me in and he said, uh, he said, Nick, you know, you, you should probably get into sales. He said, I'm going to show you something. He said, see the guy over there in the corner, and he 
points at the guy, and the guy had a big mustard stain on his shirt. He said, he can tell you the probability of you getting hit by a car when you cross the street, but he can't get that mustard stain out of his shirt. You're not him. Uh, he said, you, you, you have more of a personality for sales and go out and try something different. And I took him to heart. So what does Nick do? He goes into real estate. He flips houses and has rental properties. But Nick says he was too nice. He couldn't stomach evicting someone down on their luck. This is where Jen Sabino, Nick's wife, picks up the story. He had a house that had some apartments in it. His tenants couldn't pay their rent. They were roofers. He said, if I get you a job, you got to pay your rent. So that's how his first roofing experience went. His tenants just needed a job. One of the gentlemen had really high, his, his moral compass was really high. And it was something that attracted me to working with him. I was going out and I was, you know, talking to friends and family and, hey, if you need any roof work, I've got a guy. And, and, and I, that's how I learned the trade, really. I've got a guy. Nick just needed to collect some rent. He wasn't just being nice. He recognized coinciding need and found a solution that was not able to just help himself, but help someone else as well. It's interesting. Uh, I had one friend who was a home builder and another friend who was in advertising. And uh, the home builder looks at me and he says, well, you've, you've got this roofing crew that, that you're working with and he's an advertiser. Why don't you buy some ads from him and start a roofing company? I'm thinking, sounds like a great idea. You know, I bought a truck and then I bought another truck and um, I, I never dreamed that it, it, would, it would last. Today we have over 100 trucks. Nick's sister is a nurse and it was take your parent to work day and she couldn't go. And she said, Nick, will you go? It was a Deer Park school in Deer Park, Ohio, where Nick was born and bred. Nick called and said, this is Nick Sabino, Deer Park Roofing, and I'm going to come do the job day for my nephew. The principal said, nobody wants to grow up and be a roofer. Nobody wants to grow up to be a roofer. Remember Nick's moral compass comment? He knew that roofing was important. Well, at least to everyone who lives under one. Nick was completely offended. I think that changed it for him. As a trade, Nick wants his employees to be respected. We found the NRCA. NRCA, the National Roofing Contractors Association, a group of roofing professionals working to better the industry, to further professionalize the industry is exactly where Nick needed to be. This house-flipping mathematician needed to be around people that could push him, teach him, and help him understand the roofing business. Here is Brad Sutter, an NRCA board member remembering Nick when he first came to NRCA. His NRCA story is not uncommon to so many members where they come to NRCA looking for answers and information about how to do how to run their business better, how to be a better contractor, how to avoid risk, all the things that NRCA does, that's a very, very common theme. Getting involved isn't always easy. It takes some courage to step out and meet new people. Um, John and Bo welcomed us. We were, uh, Nick and I were at an event in DC. We didn't know anybody. At the end of the night, John was going out for dinner and just happened to invite Nick and I. It was right after Nick's OSHA violation that he won on his own. He represented himself. Wait, Nick represented himself in court to defend an OSHA violation case? Let's come back to that in a moment. We'll always be thankful to John for inviting us and including us. 
we didn't know anybody. We were the new kids on the block. So I appreciated him doing that for us. And I hope that we can do that for people going forward. We always have a special place for the new people at NRCA. Always try to invite them to dinner. Um, try to be kind to them. Try to include them in, in things. Um, because we, we know how we felt. We, we were nervous. We didn't know anybody. Um, so that we try to try to return the favor. Nick was a sponge. He wanted to learn everything he possibly could, especially areas outside his comfort zone. Here's Rod Petrick, another NRCA board member. One of the first meetings he came into uh, after the technical meeting, he walked out and he said, I'm very impressed by what goes on here. He says, not being a big technical guy, he said, I didn't know how deep uh, the TOC committee gets into it. And he was very impressed. And I start seeing him now more and more trying either walking into a task force meeting or coming into TOC because he has interest. You know, you see Nick, he's out there, you know, he's in every meeting. And, you know, from time to time, he says, you got to follow me around. I'm going to find a pair of roller skates to follow him around. When he started at the NRCA and went to meetings, he would take notes and go home and implement them because everybody goes to those meetings, right? And takes notes and then they go back to their office and then they don't ever read their notes again. He just implements them. It was apparent to me that Nick was a real thinker and he thought outside the box. He did not necessarily tow conventional NRCA line. That's Jim Barr, a former NRCA chairman of the board from Abilene, Texas. In fact, I was in a meeting with Nick one time and I said, 60 to 75% of what we do is geared towards the commercial roofing contractor. And there was some pushback to that comment. And Nick said, I think that number might be low. And that's when I knew this is a guy that's seeing things the, re the way they really are and not necessarily the way that we want him to see them. Nick is a math guy. Remember, Nick started his company as primarily residential. The largest and most influential roofing companies tend to be commercial companies. Kudos to NRCA leadership for making Nick and Jen comfortable inside the association. But it takes courage to stand up in a room full of big commercial companies in an association meeting and suggest their numbers may not be accurate. That should not be construed in a negative fashion. He was not saying that in a negative way. He was right. saying that here's where we need to grow. I think that's fabulous. It was good for NRCA to recognize that you know, we all hear that, you know, you have nothing for the small residential guy. Well, here's a guy that started just kind of on a whim and has built a very nice size company. If I'm not mistaken, he's still uh, a bigger majority residential, but he's put his heart in it. If somebody's got a question, he's willing to help. You know, if he, if he doesn't know the answer, he's going to go find it. And we need to have that full of company to get the entire industry wrapped up. It shouldn't just be the low slope guys or it shouldn't just be the residential guys. It's one industry. We're all in this together. And I think having him there with that expertise, it shows our members and our non-members, hey, they've looked outside. It was probably a long time coming. Nick won the respect of his peers. He moved up through the ranks of NRCA quickly, joining the board of directors in 2010. He learned, spoke up when necessary, was a team builder, figuratively preferring scrambles over the solo golf game. His NRCA peers began awarding him high-profile assignments, testifying to Congress in Washington, D.C. It was uh, it was really fascinating. I, I wasn't really nervous um, until, you know, that morning. He practiced the night before over and over and over. We were in the hotel room the night before, and she said, oh, you can't say that. You don't know anything about birth rates in the United States. What, 
We're talk, you're supposed to go talk about immigration and roofing and, and how it affects your business. Where are you coming up with some of this stuff? She said, be yourself. The NRCA staff helped him. Dwayne Musser and, and his team in D.C. really, really prepped me for that pretty well. Um, just a fascinating experience to be on the witness list. Um, one of the things that when I was there, I kept forgetting to press the talk button. They have the microphone and, and I would I would start to talk and, and I forget to put the microphone on. And if I go back and watch the tape of my testimony to Congress, um, to the House Small Business Committee, I, I, I forgot to do that. We were on the plane going home. Uh, you know, I was, I was relieved it was over and I, uh, I got a beer in the airport and, you know, I, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I just testified to Congress. There's these videos and things on social media and and, uh, and she's like, stop it. You gotta go to work tomorrow. You have a meeting tomorrow at eight, eight o'clock. <laughs> Nick practiced, he testified, he was really nervous. I thought he did a good job. It was the same feeling I had at the OSHA um, hearing. There it is again, this OSHA hearing. We will get to that and what it was like to play golf with the Secret Service in a moment. But first, Owens Corning Roofing, the number one most trusted and recognized brand in the industry has proven product performance. In recent testing, Owens Corning Oak Ridge and Duration Series shingles outperformed where it matters most, the nailing zone. Compared to competitive shingles, these architectural shingles led the pack in three tests, nail blow-through, nail pull-through, and delamination. These great products, coupled with an extensive range of online homeowner resources, virtual selling, and business building tools can put the power of pink to work for you. If you're not in the Owens Corning Roofing Contractor Network, you should be. Visit owenscorning.com roofing for more details. Nick Sabino, owner and founder of Deer Park Roofing, Deer Park, Ohio, the 2019-2020 NRCA chairman, the incessant preparer, the furious note taker, team builder. It would be Nick to lead the team of three invited to the White House to represent the roofing industry sharing the need for immigration reform. Walking into the White House, the first thing that comes to mind was McKay Daniels, NRCA's uh, COO. He looks at me and he says, Nick, you're, you're in the most secure place in the entire world right here. It was just, uh, it was amazing. Again, it was, it was surreal almost um, to walk into that office and uh, to tell our story about roofing and about the struggles that we're having with workforce um, with a guy that, whose office is 10 feet away or 20 feet away from the Oval Office. I thought not only we were we heard, I thought we were agreed. They, they agreed with what we were saying. The more we talk about issues, the more they resonate with the leaders. And, and this is the guy that's third in charge of our federal government almost. Uh, there was definitely uh, an understanding between our parties of, of what the issues are. Shortly thereafter, Nick and Reed Ribble, NRCA's CEO, were invited by the president's chief of staff to join him in a private round of golf. A game, of course, which Nick is very familiar, but not used to playing under the watchful eye of the Secret Service. Four! Every once in a while, when our ball went in the high grass, you, you would think they could help us look for our balls, but that, that wasn't their job. They were uh, actually protecting the chief of staff. Nick is a hands-on business owner. The NRCA chairperson is a volunteer position. It requires being gone from the office hundreds of days a year. But can his company function well back home without him? It's a loss at the company um, for our employees, for our customers, for the manufacturers to not have Nick be a part of it. But it's been good for Nick to not micromanage everything. It's been good for the employees to step up. 
So we knew it was coming. We tried to prepare for it. Probably one of the best things that's ever happened to my company. Three or four years ago, there would be a line outside my office and I made a lot of decisions. And uh, I realized that that wasn't going to be possible if I was away 200 days a year. We hired a consultant. He said, you can't make decisions for everybody. You have to let them grow. You have to trust them. You have to correct them if, if they make the wrong decision. You just have to steer the ship. And it just changed the way we operate. There's not a line outside my office. Um, our companies grow in every single department. They feel like they own it. They don't need me to micromanage them. Um, you know, they just need me to lead them. And you're not going to grow if you don't trust people. Nick Sabino the chairman of the National Roofing Contractors Association. He started as a house flipper and was just trying to make sure he could collect rent from some tenants who needed a job. In our interview with Nick's wife, Jen, she kept alluding to an OSHA violation. We had to go back and find out more about what happened. Nick is bold and courageous, so why not act as your own attorney? So we had a safety violation. The fine was 1500 but Nick felt like, we should have gotten the violation. Administrative law judge flew in from Atlanta. The prosecutor flew in from Cleveland. And I go down to the courthouse in Cincinnati, and I represented myself. Harry Dietz and NRCA staff, they, you know, they said, hey, this is what you have to prove, and this is what you have to do. He just did the homework. He had 80 questions that he just prepared for. Followed me around with these questions, and over and over and over and over. I learned a lot about the legal process. Things like you, you're not allowed to lead the witness. Uh, I called one witness who was our foreman on the on the job, and I basically had about 80 questions, and I I, uh, he was going to answer yes to every question, you know. Watched Law and Order, and I thought I could, I could do it. And it was basically, Mr. Mers, is it or is it not true that, you know, and, and I would lead him, and, and after asking two or three of these questions, uh, the, the prosecutor said, you know, Judge, he's leading the witness. This is ridiculous. And, and the judge told me, he said, well, you can't just have him answer yes or no. So all the preparation that I did was basically thrown out the window. The third question, Nick disagreed. He stood up and said that he objected. I didn't know if he could object, but he could. I won the objection, yes. <laughs> and I, I, I started to really get a little bit of confidence going. The OSHA inspector got on stage. He made some comments that were more cliches. And I asked him if he'd ever used that in a courtroom before. And, and I really kind of put him on the spot. And he got off the stand and he came over and he, he shook my hand. And he said, congratulations, you're going to win this. Of course Nick won the case. He hates to lose. Nick's citation was vacated. He came to the courthouse prepared and fought an OSHA violation, which was just not correct. He's asking everybody, be the best you can. When he's out there, he's doing the best he can for both his company and NRCA. He's passionate about business. He's passionate about NRCA. He's passionate about his pastimes. He's passionate about his sports teams. He works at it, and uh, Nick's lucky, and he has intuition. Nick's book smart and street smart, and those are hard to come by. Nick was willing to challenge some of those orthodox principles that we had always presupposed. I think he cares, uh, even about people he probably hasn't met. He doesn't run too hot, doesn't run too cold or too high. If things don't, don't go his way, or he, the way that he thought something should end up doesn't end up that way. If you want to get him fired up, just pronounce Xavier the wrong way. And by the wrong way, I mean Xavier. 
on one of our golf trips. Just so happened that there was a, a girl that, had, that played on the women's team at Xavier. And she had all of her Xavier bag and her gear and everything. And, and Nick noticed that she had the Xavier golf team, you know, everything on there and her Xavier, you know, pullover and jacket and everything on. And as we were warming up, uh, noticed that Nick was over there talking to her. And so I made my way over, uh, with, with a couple of other guys, and just with a watch this, I said, Nick, that is really cool. Would you have ever thought that we traveled all this way to play golf and there's someone else from Xavier here? At which time he flipped out. When you're chairman of the board at NRCA, you grow as a person. That's one of the things that I'll take away from this entire experience is giving back to the roofing industry and working with the other volunteers and all the staff. Um, that's been really rewarding. Um, so the, the whole experience has been something that changes your life. That's all the time we have for today. This podcast was produced by the National Roofing Contractors Association. Join us next time where we tell you the story of a man from Southern California who started a roofing company like most people, to make money. But his sole purpose was to give that money away to charity. That and more next time on Stories of an Extraordinary Industry. Be well, be safe, be proud of this great industry.